Oh my goodness, Frank's gonna let me talk about Nintendo and video games and all the fun stuff that I love in life because that's where I started my career. The truth is I kind of always want to talk about Nintendo. I just don't really have much to say about Nintendo. I'm like, I like Mario and I like the Zelda. Uh, that's about it. And End of thoughts on <laughs> Nintendo. Well, it's a super interesting time right now. And I think in video game space, it's always an interesting time because how things work nowadays is Sony and Microsoft release their consoles pretty much at the same time, right? So the Series XS and the PlayStation uh, 5 have been out for a few years now. Supply chains kind of come. They're, they're, they're kind of there, right? And then we have Nintendo that does these mid-cycle. And they started doing this uh, with the Switch or the Wii, I think I want to say, where pretty much like Sony, Microsoft does a console. Nintendo will wait two to three years and then release a console and it'll be something different. So at this mm-hmm. point, the um, the uh, the switch is like six, seven years old at this point. When is did it, it come that out? Old? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not yeah. that old, is it? Well, uh, okay, yeah. I I have to admit this conversation started because I said I was thinking about getting a switch, and I even went yes. to a store and I put one in my hands. Wow. So I I I have a mini review to give, but please tell me how old is the switch actually? Yeah, so the Switch is officially six years old, six and a half years old. Um, <clears throat> that's when it became available. Now, there are three models of the Switch, the Switch and Switch Lite, which uh, both have a uh, 6.2-inch screen, 720p uh, IPS on there. And then okay. there's the OLED, which is also a 720p device, uh, which uh, has a lower PPI, funnily enough, but it's OLED and it's very oh, beautiful. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to get the OLED. like. I, I was yeah. looking at the other screens. They seemed a little bit. Um, I know it's Nintendo and you can only pack so much into a what four or five hundred dollar device. But uh, no, I was going to go OLED, <laughs> go OLED, so, go, go for it. So the, the switch uh, is it was three hundred dollars when it came out and the switch OLED yeah. was three fifty. So it's a little bit more. So you get that stuff. Yes. Gosh, um, I feel like the one at the store was more around 400, but maybe I'm just forgetting. <laughs> you know, they you say there's three models. It felt like they had three models there and it didn't. It felt like there were even more models. I was looking for the bundles. Remember when the old Nintendo came out? I'm old. Remember when the old Nintendo came yes. out and it came with the Super Mario? I was looking for that. They don't really do the bundles anymore, do they? They do do the bundles. They just had a mm-hmm. bundle for, I think, I think they did one for Zelda. They know they did one for, they do one with Mario Kart all the time. Uh, they usually do. And you can usually get bundles that are in okay. there uh, often. Yeah, no, it's okay. The because okay, they usually make so many of them. So they're custom X, Y, Z, but well, there's three, there's three, there's the switch, which is the original that you dock. It comes in a dock. The Switch Lite is handheld only. So no dock. It's just everything's one system. Boom. And then the OLED is pretty much the same. You use the same jo- detachable Joy-Cons, nicer screen, upgraded dock that has um, a few other niceties in it, like Ethernet. But in general, it's an interesting time because it is six years old. You know, the PlayStation 5 Series X is coming out. And when we think about it, I also think about hardware, right? I think about new iPhones and when's the refresh cycle when we get them. Those things come out every year. When I look at these puppies, like they're coming out every six, seven years. And there's a rumor mill, <laughs> you know, the rumor mill ahead in um, that pretty much um, <clears throat> pretty much that there's going to be a new one. Okay. And then you said 
that you're thinking about buying this one. So then we now have a conversation on the podcast four minutes in. What should Frank do? <laughs> Where are we at in the world of switches, switch lights, right. switch pros, switch whatever? Should Frank go on this model? And how in the world did a NVIDIA Tigra X1 slash X1 <laughs> Plus from Plus. eight years ago, nine years ago, live until now, Frank Krueger, the system on a chip, this ARM for 64-bit beautiful yeah. processor that has four cores that run at one gigahertz. And this thing only has four gigs of DDR4 RAM. How did this thing <laughs> just survive so long? So that, that's where we're at currently. That's interesting. Uh, hmm. So the processing power is circa 2005 desktop computer. Okay. Yes. Funny. Uh, for 300 dollars 350 dollars that's really not bad if you're getting 2005 hardware that's that's really not so bad hmm. put in that perspective uh okay here's the problem i i acknowledge that it was a good device i liked uh a lot that was on the screen here's my problem with it james i didn't like it as a device the mm. the clickety buttons which nintendo usually has the best clickety buttons on the planet felt very i don't know what word to use or then i'm just going to use the standard word cheap they felt hollow and like there's wiggle room on them and i didn't like how they felt i i'm a i'm a super nintendo entertainment system person myself mm. and the buttons should feel that way and the buttons didn't feel that way i was also a big game boy person and i wish the buttons felt like the game boy but they are mm. very distinctly not game boy feeling and so uh, I, I decided not to buy it, but it wasn't a full decision not to buy it. It was a decision not to buy it then because the clickediness of the buttons really depressed me. Now, James, do we just have different standards? Do you have lower standards than I? Or am I just not attuned to gamer clickediness these days? No, I mean, the the buttons that are on the Joy-Cons, which are the de detachable Joy-Cons, they are definitely more clickety and less mushy. Uh, everyone has their own opinions in general. Now, one thing that you might actually look at if you're going to put it on a dock and plug it into the TV or not, you can do it without the dock is a lot of people like the pro controller because it has more of the traditional Ooh. setup. So the the, the switch I'm going to buy that pro controller is like definitely awesome. It's like everyone's favorite. And especially if you're playing uh, Zelda or any you know game that needs a lot of precision or things like that. It's definitely a way to go in general, because else you're going to detach the Joy-Cons. Okay, got you. Okay, so uh, part of this whole conversation is I just want to know, what should I buy up front? Like, how does one get a Switch and be fully immersed in the yummy Switch experience? And so I was going to ask, uh, I, I want to play it on the TV. Do I have to buy a unit for that? You're already telling me, okay, I got to buy a Switch. I got to get the OLED one because it's 2023 um i need to buy the pro controllers okay mm -hmm. money's adding up here now i want to play on the tv do i have to buy anything else no no the dock comes the dock comes in when you buy a switch you're gonna get the dock which you take the switch <laughs> and you plug it into and that has hdmi out right so you can plug it into the okay. tv and it's powered, so that powers the Switch, charges it, and puts it onto the TV. I like how I'm describing how a Nintendo Switch works six years after it comes out to Frank Krueger. Yeah. 
That's yeah. in the box, Frank. You don't, you don't got to pay okay. any extra for that. It's in there. We're up to it three al- items. Anything else? <laughs> it also comes with these Joy-Cons that are detachable. It also comes with little holders so you can slide them in. So you can mm-hmm. just have like a, you know, they call it the dog face controller. That's a little <laughs> things you slide into. Now, most people will buy a pro controller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll need that. Now, beyond that, Frank Krueger, uh, these, <laughs> these little puppies only have 32 or 64 gigs of uh, hard drive space <laughs> uh, built in there. So you want to get a nice, chunky uh, uh, micro yeah. SD card that slides right sure. in the back right there. You know, nice. you can just dime a dozen, just put them in there. Yeah. And then from there, you're just going to need games. So that's really it. Now, luckily, the micro SD cards have come down a lot, but you just need games. I have noticed uh, all the games are online these days, right? So I assume I can just buy the device and just buy everything device right we're, we're, we're in the modern era okay. you can buy it all on the eShop, 100 percent. download it all or if you want the physical cartridges i'm a physical cartridge type of guy God, uh, even I'm, though I'm, I, feeling I'm like very old asking these questions <laughs> uh, i'm like 50 50 because some games are only download and some are obviously like in the store too uh it just really depends uh obviously when you when you buy the game it's just going to do a verification check and you want to worry about it again the only reason to maybe buy the physical is if you owned multiple switches, you can install the game on both of them, but one's a primary and one's a secondary. And the secondary needs to do a, a verification check to make sure like you could only one person can play it at a time, kind of like Netflix. You only have so many people playing at a time uh, mm-hmm. in general. So that would that's the nice thing if you have like a physical cartridge and then you can pass it around uh, in general. But, you know, you could obviously go to your favorite GameStop or your favorite uh uh, video game swap and then pick up some <laughs> nice used games in general. You need know, to pick up the original Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild and spend about, I don't know, about 285 hours in that game. And then I, I think that's the thing is when I think about video games, like a lot of people are always like, well, $300, that's a lot of money. Well, you know, I go to the movies and that's like, what, 30 bucks, whatever. And that's two hours of <laughs> enjoyment. That's $15 an hour. But if I play the Breath of the Wild, for and if I just pay only that game and that's it for 300 hours, that's what a dollar an hour. That's a pretty good return on yeah. investment, you know, minus the other stuff. So maybe two dollars. It's an funny. Hour, right? I, I did that calculation. The last time I did that calculation, I ended up with a PlayStation and it was for the game Journey. Anyone mm-hmm. out there? Any Journey fans? So best game ever. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast a million times. Um, but I think that's the only game I bought for the PlayStation. <laughs> And I bought like the entire console all for just that one game because I did the math too. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to spend upwards of 10 hours in this thing. Do the math. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the real question ends up coming down is if Nintendo does release another console, you know, is it going to be backwards compatibility? What's the cycle there now? Are you are you are nope. you a Nintendo person? Is it would this be Here, your first Nintendo console since the SNES or something like that? Look, I okay, childhood traumas, okay? We never had enough money to have the best hardware. So I never had the best PC hardware, so I never had the best games. Hmm. I'm quite accustomed to playing the best games 5 to 10 years later. So, I have absolutely no problem while everyone else is going and getting their Switch 2s, Switch 2 pluses. But uh, hopefully Breath of the Wild will come down in $10 and I'll buy it at a $10 rebate, even though it seems like it's holding its price, even though what, Zelda 2 is coming out. So out. that's yeah. that's awkward. It's out. 
It's out? Oh, yep. Man. Tears okay. of the Kingdom, yep. It's out there. <laughs> okay. Post-summer gift to myself. Um, uh, lost track of what I was saying there, but um, I, I'm, I'm used to playing stuff late, so I, I, I don't need to chase the shiniest new hardware because I'm here for the game, man. I, I want to go explore that forest, and new hardware is not going to change that forest. No, I think it's a great way of looking at it. You know, I agree with you. I was always a one one console or half a generation <laughs> behind. Um, the only way I could get a Super NES was if I sold my NES, which of course I didn't do until later on when the NES the Super <laughs> NES came down in price. I didn't get an N64 until later on the cycle. And then, you know, eventually I was like, I'm going to be a day one person once I got a job <laughs> and I worked at GameStop. Yeah. Right. So I was, <laughs> you know, day one on everything. And I have been for a while. Um, and, you know, I think it's really interesting because I I'm a big Game Pass subscriber person from Xbox. Love my you know Series S. Um, I've had a Nintendo Switch since day one. Heather has a Switch Lite. Um, I've upgraded to the OLED. My old one is a dedicated pinball machine at this point, which is great. <laughs> uh, and I've never played a console probably as much as I played this one in a long time. I haven't played a lot in the last few years because I've kind of just been so busy doing other stuff. Um, but, you know, I think in general, I think you're right is when I look at the Nintendo Switch or any of the, the current consoles, like there's just a the Nintendo Switch is great because you're you would be coming into it with six years of choices. And the cool part about the switch that I like about so much, you know, I did an entire Nintendo podcast with my buddies uh, as well, which we don't do anymore, but did, you know, like eventually handed off and stuff. But the cool part is what Nintendo did is when they released the Wii U, which was not as was not a success as much as the Wii or the switch, obviously with the Wii U, there were great games, but not a lot of people played them because not a lot of people bought the Wii U. So they ended up over the years not only releasing new games that are independently Switch exclusive. They upgraded a lot of those Wii U games to the Nintendo Switch, which means to everyone else, they look like new games. Like there are literally a plethora of games that have sold <laughs> millions, 20 plus millions game, you know, games sold, right? Just, and there's so many amazing games from Nintendo and from third party. Like, yeah, because it's built on this X1 Tigra chip and they've really made it a non-proprietary chipset. It's enabled developers like Panic Button, for example, to figure out how to get games like Wolfenstein and Doom, not the originals, but the new ones, right? running on the Nintendo Switch, which is running the super pretty old, you know, chipset at this <laughs> point, which means you get to dip into all of those things. Right. And I think that's what's really neat coming into it at this point is that it's it's not going to be the fastest console. It's not going to be the highest crazy graphics resolutions, but the Nintendo <laughs> games all look amazing. And to you, you're just going to be like, this is great. I I, I really kind of want to that segue into the developer thing there um because you, i mean okay so that's cool so it, it's an arm chip it sounds like you were reading me the specs earlier it's an arm chip cool we know how to program arm chips we know how 64-bit works on there and mm -hmm. you were saying it's nvidia i'm curious what the actual graphics apis look like from a developer perspective should we pivot into developer there for a second because i i do want to just keep going back to like um 
in some ways the hardware doesn't even matter. I, I do have just one quick point to make there. I was watching some YouTube. I watch way too much YouTube. And Me too. <laughs> I was watching someone review old uh, Knights of the Old Republic from the Xbox. And they got it running somehow on a modern PC, running in like super high res and everything. And, you know, I appreciate that they did that for the YouTube video, but I don't think I would enjoy the game as much to my eyes because it was just too crisp. Uh, The crisp polygons made the textures look blurry because the Mm. textures upsampled correctly. The environments weren't upsampled correctly. Um, and so you, you get this almost like uncanny valley, I, I feel like. So I almost want to play games on the hardware they were designed for, because I think that's where they're just going to look their best and sweetest. Yeah, it's always hard to emulation. I have like a Retroid um, 2 Plus, which like can emulate like everything under the sun. And I have a bunch of other old consoles, but like Actually, playing a Game Boy game on a Game Boy Advance or a Game Boy Color, like it's to me just like brings a smile to my face of that retro classic because that's what it was meant for. Yeah, I will say if there's a game I play all the time and a new piece of hardware comes out, of course, I'm going to get the HD version of that game for that hardware because I want to keep playing that game. I just none of the games I ever played have survived console generations for me. Yeah, so. Here's my synopsis. 17 minutes in, there's I watch a lot of you know different IGN and YouTube clips, and a lot of people right now are talking all about the Nintendo stuff. Like the question is, <laughs> should you buy a Nintendo Switch in 2023, nearing the end of 2023? Yes. I think the answer is, if you're not a person that needs the latest and greatest, I think it's still a good purchase. You know, the one fear would be like the Switch Two or Switch Pro, whatever they come out with, comes out next year, and then you're like. Oh man, it's like $50 more. Maybe it's the same price, right? You're like, oh, what do I do? Right. Then I would say to you and everyone this, and and I'm really into many of these metaphors, like, but you could have been playing Legend of Zelda for the last year. You know what? You could have had how much more enjoyment, right? So there's that trade off in there. So do I still think it's a good investment? Like, yeah, I think it's actually a pretty good investment, especially I have to imagine Nintendo will do backwards compatibility, even if it's like a weird, wacky Nintendo y (laughs) way. Uh, but also, you know, in the tradition of like what I'm imagining they'll end up doing, I have to imagine of how Nintendo, because they're a company unlike any other when it comes to hardware, which is they're not about losing money on hardware, right? They're not about breaking <laughs> even. They want to they want to make money on hardware. Like they're yeah. not, they're, they'll do other things like make it dockable and a weird thing to use a chip from, you know, 2005, 15, 2015. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So like even the entire time you were talking about the number two, whatever version two, all I kept thinking was, okay, I could wait a year and save $50 because I don't see the switch one, maybe in two years, it'll become cheap or just not on the shelves and then you get cheap used ones or whatever. But I see them dropping this price $50 and the new one coming out $50 more or a hundred hours more because It's 2023. Everything's more expensive now. And so I think that's what's going to happen. So I appreciate your news of the Switch 2. I appreciate... Do you think they'll they'll get the X2 chip? That'd be hot. uh, Or will it just be an X1? But I don't think I'll I'll, I'll sweat it that much. Like you said, I'd rather be playing 
call the wild sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the chipset that powers the the switch is a Tigra X1. And I know this chip because I owned the original NVIDIA Shield Android TV. And that thing was really cool because you could it actually came with a game controller. You could play games on it. You could stream games to it. And that was back in 2015. I think I even got the upgraded model from 2017, too. I really liked it before switching to Android TV. Uh, I'm sorry, from to Apple TV. And the fascinating part is this is the exact same chipset that Nintendo is using in there, right? So NVIDIA used it almost as a reference set for the as Android TV. And funnily enough, mm-hmm. the Google Pixel C uh, used it, which I think was like the, the tablet or whatever they did uh, as okay. well. Now, they have an X1 Plus, which is what the OLED model uses and some of the newer ones. And my assumption is they ran out of X1 chips. That That's my assumption on the street, <laughs> right? Because they only make so many chips. Why would they still make this old, old chip? And then NVIDIA did come out with a, a, a newer Android TV in 2019. So the crazy part is like this chip is only being used in Android Shield TVs and Nintendo Switches. And that's it. But to your point earlier, it's an ARM Cortex A53, A57 processor that is like kind of standard. It's an ARM64 device, right? Yeah, I was going to say, this is is where software kind of wins because it's a standard instruction set. So we have a million compilers that can output it. It's really just a matter of getting a operating system bootstrapped on there. They chose Linux probably because it's Android, like you keep saying. So I assume they just went the Linux route. And so it's kind of like, good job, software. We we finally abstracted hardware to some degree. I mean, it's an identical instruction set and all that kind of stuff, but that just makes porting software to it easier and all the better, especially given all the Android developers out there. So, James, is it this also, I, I want to preface my question with this doesn't matter at all to me, but is there a developer story thing with this device? Can I click a button 30 times up up down down left right can i enable some developer mode on it or anything like that you know funnily enough i don't actually think you can that being said i believe you do need to be well i don't i don't really know exactly how it works i'm imagining that there is some sort of developer thing because there's tons of indie games tons of tiny little games that are out there i'm assuming that you have to get a developer kit uh, mm-hmm. or maybe they give you something that's in there. I have to go look it up, but you know, unity supports, you know, this unreal engine supports it. So I like see. you could create a yeah. game in unreal and C sharp and you get it running on the switch, for example. Right. And there's tons of unity games that are out there that are doing that uh, across the board. There's even mono game games that have been like recompiled <laughs> down, uh, that were very, very popular, um, like Towerfall, for example, that was brought over, or Celeste, for example, which is all mono game, which are very popular indie games uh, as well. There's tons of amazing games. Um, yeah. I can't help myself. I'm going to have to look all that up. Now I want a dev kit. I always like to get dev kits. I wonder how much one costs. I can go to developer.nintendo.com. I feel like Ooh. I feel like I should know this funnily enough. Um, yeah, Mr. Developer, yeah. you should be on top of this. Uh, I have an excuse. I, I choose not to write video games. 
but that's not to say I wasn't a little bit interested. I mean, it's a giant screen. I was a little bit amazed with it finally in my hand. And I know every kid in the audience is rolling their eyes, but I was surprised at how large it is. I'm like, oh, okay, this thing really should just be running apps also. Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward to do it. Like there's a process here for it and you do have to put in a developer, uh, developer, you know, system. It says create your account, prepare for Nintendo development, sign into the portal, sign an NDA, gain access to SDKs, dev portal, information on how to get started, access to Nintendo Switch require information requires separate, blah, blah, blah. Develop your game, prepare to mm-hmm. sell your game, and submit your okay. material. So maybe there is a developer mode that, that they unlock and connect your account or something like that. I'm very, very fascinated in how that works inside of it. I yeah. am going to port my favorite uh, board game to the Nintendo Switch, and we will report back. It will be a fun, ongoing series. It's a very yeah. simple game. I think I can do it. Boom. I think I can get approved. I'm, I wouldn't see why not. You, you know, it says individual or corporation, so you can register any of them in general. There's all sorts of games. Um, and it says, can I work from home? And it says, yes, you, they accept home offices. Mm-hmm. So perfect. There's that. So so maybe you don't even need hardware. Maybe, geez, wow. I, I feel like if you don't, I feel like I'm going to register my Nintendo Switch and just start developing yeah. something on it for fun. Um, exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, are you going to go the Unity route, or I, I think I'm going to be the nerd, and because I can't help myself, I'm, I'm going to read the docs and use like the minimal project that they can open up and compile for it. I think I'm going to go that way because I like to learn. I like to play with new platforms. So, the real kicker will be if it's just like use Android Studio and write an Android app. Then it'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense too. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I do think it is Unity <laughs> or C++. So I think that, that's pretty much it. But I mean, there's other things yeah. too, like obviously Unreal Engine, a few other things support it. But I think those compile down to run C++ sure. and whatever code you know, that, that ends up happening in general for it. But yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for that because I think that makes a lot of sense. I just haven't really been a game developer, but I'm like, I build games no. for what what is this? It's a tablet, you know, with a well, touch screen. Okay. I do say I'm not a game developer, but the game I have in mind is small enough that I'd be willing to do it. I'm not a big game developer because, oh, my God, what a time sink they are. So anything beyond a simple board game or a card game, I would never put that much time into. But I think I'd be willing to do this one. I I didn't at all mean to go this developer route. I really just wanted to talk about how cool Zelda is, how how I'm looking forward to playing some (laughs) Zelda. But now I'm excited to port my board game. Well, when you think about it, just because it's a game console doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be restricted to games. <laughs> I could imagine a world where iCircuit 3D has a touchscreen. I'm just saying yeah. could be on it. It'd I know it's fun. not probably developed in the correct way that would need to be ported over. But if you want to port it over to Unity, you know, or <laughs> compile it down to C++, like I do think that that would probably do fairly well. You know, like there's keyboard applications. There's there's programming IDEs like on the switch, you know, in general, like to program in different languages and whatnot. There's full apps that are out there. You know, I think that same thing was true for Xbox for a long time and PlayStation is all sorts of different apps, right? There's apps in games now. These things are really multimedia devices. I think the switch is is primarily more focused on games, but 
not a hundred percent, right? I mean, yeah. it has Hulu and Netflix and these other things that you can take on the go. So there are full apps that are in there. Uh, and that's the really interesting part is that these game consoles, this generation more than ever have transformed into bigger tablets that either are just on your TV or on the go and on your TV at the end of the day. All right. All right. So I got to write a TV app. I've got to write a game and I've got to pour eye circuit over to it. This all sounds doable, even though I'm also going to put in 250 hours into Zelda. But Correct. It's going to happen. And I actually, I, I will give it a shot, though. So we'll, we'll report back. OK, we can see right now um, I can boot up because I'm pretty sure that I tried to get back into Zelda recently, and I'm pretty sure that it was really hard for me to do. But oh. if I look at my hours played. Oh, no, it doesn't have it on this switch, my original one, but I was at like 200 and some odd hours. That's for sure. So I usually get bored mind. after around 100, but we'll see. Depends Not on this the game. game. It just keeps going. No. It, it's a game that keeps giving forever. And like, I would recommend just going. <laughs> I've, I'm like three yeah. out of four guardians down. That's so, how I play. Um, yeah, I ignore I'll all go. story elements. I walk straight into the forest and kill as many bats as I can find. <laughs> so are you going to go for bats. back? Is there a store on the island that you can go to and get this thing? Oh, uh, I, the, the, if you ask the internet for something and if you're patient it eventually arrives on your doorstep i don't know i don't know how any of that stuff works i just i click buttons and an excel sheet changes and then a nintendo switch arrives uh but i, <laughs> I was guess. at a store this this all started because i actually i was killing time waiting for a ferry and i went to a store mm. and that's when i was giving my quick demo and learned i don't like the clickety click buttons of it but i will try the pro controller Pro and, controller. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's nice. Pro controller is like where it's at. Um, yes, you can get it. You can get the 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 Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom edition. I'm pretty sure it does not come with the game. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> for 359. I think it's just themed. Uh yeah. else the 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 OLED models are 349. It's amazing. It just hasn't gone on price like ever. Yeah. It's astonishing to me. It just keeps up there. And then you used to have bundles, but that was it. Yeah. Game. It's like game not included, but it just has like other things. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just go buy it and probably just get it. And that would probably be great for you to have uh, in general. And then we can become friends. That's yeah. cool. Give me my friend's code. Oh, it's so old school. I, I, I like single player RPGs. Like I said, I, I just want to go out into the forest and find all the paths. That, that's what hey, I'm here cook. for. I like to all sorts of stuff. Well, the last time I, I was a completionist on Zelda, it was like, you know, you had to like push rocks. So I had to push every rock. I had to burn every bush. Yeah. I had to explode every rock before I felt like I had actually finished the game. Yeah. So I plan on there, doing the same. Uh, yeah. There's lots of rocks to be put uh, pushed. And there's also shrines. So the whole thing is like there's shrines that you go into and then there's optional shrines. So you can be a shrine completionist. And there's DLC. The so wind you model. keep going. <laughs> yeah keeps going and going and going um but anyways i think your purchase will be great i think that you'll enjoy it and i'm excited to see how you report back uh in general if you can go locate one of these sweet sweet devices so buying a nintendo switch switch in 2023 here it is and now could you also use it and as a uh tax a write-off a business write-off because you're going to develop for it a hundred percent. I mean, there that's that's the whole reason I was happy that it actually had a developer mode. I said I didn't have anything in 
no horses on the race, but I had a horse in that race. So yeah, hundred percent. So it's going to be a little bit of a race who gets theirs into developer mode first. Mine has to arrive first, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm going to register right now. Um, any other questions that you have, Frank, about, (laughs) about the Nintendo uh, switch? So I, I don't have to buy any, anything else. I need an SD card, a Nintendo switch, uh, the pro controller, and that was it. I'm good. That's it. Okay. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready like, to join six years ago or whatever. Micro like SD. You can get like a 512, 256. Doesn't have to be a terabyte. Just 256 is fine. I don't even know what I have in mind. Let me see. Let me let me tell you what I have right now. I'm going to have three games. Two Zeldas and a Mario. 256. You'll be fine. I have like a bajillion games. Yeah, but you're rich. So. <laughs> oh. I got, that's a, it got mad at me because I took out the SD card. It's like, oh, I had to power up. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, that's it. That's all you need to buy. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Let's become game developers, James. Let's do it. I'm registering right now. All right, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you have questions about the Nintendo Switch, you can ask us on the internet at MergeConflict.fm on Twitter uh, or on MergeConflict.fm, the website. There's a contact button. Uh, if you do own a Nintendo Switch and you have recommendations for Frank Krueger, tweet at him at Proclarum. You can find that on the website. Give him all your sweet recommendations. Was I wrong? Should Frank have not purchased a Nintendo Switch? Let us know. We'd be super interested, but he's in now. It's uh, wild times, people. Uh, this is going to do it for this week's Merch Conflict. So until next week, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. And watching. Peace. Peace. <laughs>